God. This is awesome, Sean. Sean compiled a bunch of uh, Twitter reaction to Megyn Kelly's new show, which is debuting this morning after the Today Show. Oh. Now, on the West Coast, we don't get it till 9.30, but it's already aired on the East Coast right after today. Somebody tweeted, if you're not watching Megyn Kelly's morning debut right now, it's one of the most mortifying things I've seen in a while. <laughs> it's the Megyn Kelly Enjoys Humans Fun Hour. <laughs> um, I like the sound of it. It looks like, just from what I'm looking at, they're trying really hard. She is totally no fit for a morning show that's not political. Painful to watch this this morning. I'm going to have to tune that in at 930. I'll give you my own review. It's pretty much as bad as you thought it would be. Hashtag Megan today. Look forward to that. I have some breaking insight for you very quickly. Breaking insight. This breaking is, insight. This, this is worth noting. Keep that in mind throughout the day, won't you? Let me find it. I'll read it word for word so I get it right. From friend of the Armstrong and Getty show, Ian Bremmer's Twitter feed just moments ago. On uh, Well, he, he, uh, he brings in the Associated Press breaking news story. North Korea's foreign minister says Trump's latest statement, a declaration of war. Marshall had that in his news. Ian Bremmer responds with, not breaking, not a story. This happens all the time. So wow. they, they regularly say this. This is nothing new whatsoever. Wow. Justin, North wow. Korea says that all the time? Yeah. Okay. Exactly. Just an attempt to ratchet up your fear to get you to tune in. Yeah, North Korea says this all the time and, and has many times. Look for it on cable news all day long, though, as if something has changed. Something is new going on. You know the main reason I resented the president saying what he said over the weekend about the NFL? Because I knew it would be big, and I knew it would put us in a no-win situation. Oh, yeah, absolutely no-win. Well, especially when we did that Twitter poll that shows 50-50. 50% of people thought it was awesome. 50% of people think it's terrible. Dumb. Yeah, at least dumb and yeah. divisive, and there was no point in him weighing in. And that's, you know, I guess that's the long and short of it. I just, I don't need to be arguing about that. I just, can everybody just shut up and enjoy their football game? But apparently not. And Life know. is ruined. They're just a message of the day. I don't know. I'm a bad talk show host because I ought to be yelling one side or the other as if there is no other side. Boy, and Megan, I suck at it, and I apologize. Megan Kelly picked a weird day to, de- to debut her new persona, which is, you know, I don't pay attention to that stuff, and I just interview celebrities about their new shows. It's a just, smarter Kelly Ripper. It just feels weird now. Interesting. Doesn't it? All right, so complete... Ch- you know what we need? Oh, Michael's out of the room, isn't he? I was going to call for the transition music. That'll do. Or... That's right. All right, that'll do. So what you're about to hear is a... This is this is going to take a while. We're going to play it, pause it, play it, pause it. This is a press conference being given by Dan Mogul who's like an assistant vice chancellor of uh, under dean activities or something. He's the <laughs> he's the spokeshole for the University of California at Berkeley. And he's holding this press conference about the various uh, conservative speakers and the violence and the rest of it. And uh, you'll hear what happens. There are moments where he makes good points. There are moments of incredible weaseliness. And his overall persona, his physical bearing, everything shouts weaseliness. Um, and I will have to interpret visually some of the things that are happening. But I think you will find this interesting. This is the official representing the college talking about all the issues we've been talking about. Chief of Police at University of California, Berkeley. 
Carla, do you have another question? Yeah. yeah um, so the UC Berkeley campus has been caught in a very difficult position for months now. I think it's fair to say that. Because you have to carefully thread this line between free and hate speech. Uh, just a quick comment. There is no line. There is no line. Doesn't exist. The First Amendment exists to protect speech you find objectionable. How are you? How do you think you're going to meet you know, future challenges surrounding this issue without alienating not just the student body, but the broader Berkeley community who are really getting frustrated mm-hmm. because of the, you know, the media narrative out there that for some reason Berkeley won. Because of the media narrative that, you know, oh. Berkeley used to be the bastion of free speech, sure. but now they've become a campus that's intolerant of dissent. I'm going to put those on quotation marks. Yeah. I got you. Look, first of all, I think anybody who witnessed the events last week with with Ben Shapiro, the extent of the security, the efforts that went into that, and the fact that it was held peacefully and safely, I mean, what else do you need to say about that that false narrative, that somehow this campus isn't a welcoming place for speakers from across the political spectrum? Beyond that, and this has really been lost in the shuffle of coverage over since last February, we have a lot of conservative and, liber- and libertarian speakers who come through this place every year without incident, without controversy, without press coverage. Now, I thought that was interesting and a good point. I'm glad to hear that. I don't know how many it is, but I'm glad to hear there is the free exchange of ideas. The problem is that if any of them is notable enough for people to notice it. See, his point is people don't even notice it. To our credit. Well, the problem is, Dan, that if anybody does notice it, then heads get split open. And you're not doing enough to prevent that. But I thought that was a point uh, well taken. So the question is, did something change last February? Or was it because there are different types of speakers? There are some speakers who actually want to come and engage and speak and listen, engage in the sort of discourse that universities depend on and are famous for. Uh, while maybe there are other speakers who have different objectives that have more to do with provocation. But something okay, there's where he turns total progressive coward. So what's changed? The reason there are head splittings and, and innocent young women getting beaten down and gassings and, and smashings of windows and lightings of fires costing hundreds of thousands of dollars. The difference between the average uh, conservative speaker and that is that these people, uh, they want to provoke. So the violence is caused by the speaker. Can you believe this guy? This moral coward? God, that's so weak. Any comment, Jack, before we plunge on? I'm listening. Okay. Changed. At the same time, the chancellor is, I think, made very clear. It's one of the reasons that she really wants to concentrate this year on free speech is that there's a lot of misunderstanding about exactly what the Constitution protects. All right. Now, this is good stuff. Everybody needs to hear this. It's a hard pill to swallow for many, understandably, that our First Amendment protects hate speech protects odious, horrible forms of speech. It's a radical amendment. We're one of the only Western democracies um, that does protect that sort of speech. We understand that, so on one hand, we don't have discretion when it comes to complying with the law. Mm -hmm. On the other hand, we have to be cognizant of what words like that, even if they are protected by the law, the kind of impact those words. 
Okay, so he actually admirably says, look, what you call hate speech is protected. There's nothing we can do about that. I don't think that really is a bitter pill for like 90% of people to swallow. No, 90% of people get it, yeah. but I also don't like going along with you have to for this exercise, but you have to go along with him just jumping to the, we all agree that we have a bunch of people coming on campus and saying hateful things. Right. No, we don't. No. Milo Yiannopoulos, no. I, don't, I don't, you know, inappropriate yeah. jokes maybe, whatever. Fine. I'm, I'm, I don't find it to be that much uh, hate speech. Right. It, but if that's guess, hate speech, then every punchline Richard Pryor ever spoke was hate speech. His humor had an edge. Anyway, so having stood up for the First Amendment briefly, this guy now goes into the, but I know you little snowflakes can't handle that. So here's where I'm going to. I'm going to pay tribute to the idea that if somebody says something you disagree with, it really hurts. Can have on individuals from marginalized communities, individuals who may be targeted by assaultive rhetoric. And we have to meet our students where they are. We have to meet our staff and our faculty where they are. We have to treat people as individuals. And this is a difficult process. And we're clearly in a different sort of context here. And we got our work cut out for us. Mm -hmm. Uh, (laughs) What a word salad that was. You know, we've got to, these assaultives, we've got to, this assaultive speech, we've got to understand where our students are and meet them where they are. And this is a complicated process. There's going to be a lot of conversation, a lot of discussion about this in the year ahead. Um, and I don't think anybody has any easy answers. And this is happening at universities across the country. But bottom line is, first, when it comes to the First Amendment, compliance simply isn't discretionary. And so, I want to say this. Oh, wait a minute. Who interviewed who invited you? That's a new voice on the scene. When we come back, prepare to hate abroad. Prepare to hate abroad. <laughs> I use that term just because I know how much she would hate it. The young woman whose voice you heard interjected very briefly there will haunt your dreams by the time you've heard her entire screen. Stay tuned to have your dreams haunted. <laughs> awesome. Look forward to that. A twist! (laughs) Later, more disparaging comments about Megyn Kelly's new show. (laughs) More misogyny. That's assaultive (laughs) rhetoric. Yeah, you know, it might be. Uh, Stay tuned to the Armstrong and Getty Show. Why did Miss Turkey lose her crown? Wow. For a tweet. What did she tweet? Oh, boy. Or did she tweet it? Or did the government hacker tweet so they could fire her? Twitter hackers. Stay tuned. So we've been listening to the droning press conference of one Dan Mogul of UC Berkeley, who, to his credit, tried to explain what the First Amendment is, then apologized for it to the snowflakes. And he's uh, he's doing his drony McDronerson thing when the press conference takes a twist. But bottom line is, first, when it comes to the First Amendment, compliance simply isn't discretionary. So- I want to say this press conference is a sham. This has never been about free speech. This has been about a fascist assault on the American university in the service of a fascist regime in power. Well, now, well, now, if you like that, stay tuned. There's a hell of a lot more of it. Milo Yiannopoulos, Ann Coulter, Steve Bannon, these people don't give a damn about free speech, and they should never have been allowed in this university. It is an illegitimate attack. And it's in the service of a white supremacist regime. It's about normalizing fascism on this. All right, here's a quick idea. (laughs) If you're not working today, how about doing a shot every time she says fascist or fascism? She's already said it twice. I'll give you a second. (laughs) To drink your shots. In the first 20 seconds, she said it twice. What's she look like? 
Do we know? Attractive young lady wearing a tank top. You've seen her on the news wearing her no T-shirt. I don't remember her name, and I don't care. She's one of the big leaders of the protest yesterday. So, again, that's two shots for fascist or fascism thus far. Make sure your bottle's full or run to the local BevMo. You're going to need it. This campus and Dan Mogulov and Chancellor Chris have bastardized the legacy of the free speech movement, which was a movement about people standing up against white supremacy, not inviting white supremacists to the hall and the, and the steps of Sproul Plaza. That's right. It was never about that. Maybe you could do a line of coke every time she says white supremacy or white supremacists, because you're going to need it with all the drinking you're about to do. <laughs> and it is also, and it's a grave injustice. This campus, and Mogulov said yesterday to the world, he not only facilitated, but he supported the efforts of these fascists to come on the campus. Mm-hmm. I quote, supported with resources, extending deadlines over and over again, rolling out the red carpet to normalize and collaborate with fascism in this country. And still, they're going to sue the university. This just shows you can't appease fascism. That's... You cannot placate these fascists. Oh, no, she's got a great deal more to say. I'm sure she does, but <laughs> it, just, it, it just blows my mind that the, the people that aren't doing the beatings are the ones that are constantly being called fascists right. in these stories. Right. And the media usually goes along with it. Right. That guy at a podium with a microphone and thoughts that you don't agree with, which is fine, is the fascist, not the people with their faces covered in black beating people with clubs. For their political <laughs> beliefs? That, right. That's just, it's so crazy. Right. This chick, God, I've known, you know, I was in the political science program in, in my school days and have followed it since. These people who, who memorize, you know, a couple pages of leftist rhetoric and yell all the time. God, they are so tiring. You have no idea what an idiot you look like, dear. You really, oh my God, you're type. You're a type. You're a cliche. Try not to be a cliche. That's a good, you know, teach your children. Don't be a cliche. Don't live like in the American South, marry a cousin, and die in a fireworks accident. <laughs> After the immortal last words, hey, y'all, watch this. Try not to be that. God, if you live in Marin County, try not to walk around in Birkenstocks with a bony tail lecturing people about organic food. Try not to be a cliche. We have to rise up. Millions of people refuse fascism.org, denounces the collaboration of this university, refuse fascism.org, calls on people to be out in the steps of Sproul 10 a.m. tomorrow. Now, you might find yourself wondering, old Dan Mogoloff of UC Berkeley, I'm sorry, I mispronounced your name, Dan. Um, He is sitting there looking bored and mildly annoyed, looking back and forth. Because remember, he's trying to run a press conference. This chick just walks up and starts lecturing the world. And, uh, and, and, and so, you know, he's just not quite sure what to do. But as it is limp-wristed UC Berkeley, you can't say, we're having a press conference. You talk uh, later. Cops get her out of here and drag her ass out. No, you're never going to do that. Before Milo Yiannopoulos and his parade of white supremacist bigots descend on these steps, and we call on people to get organized across this country to drive the fascist Trump-Pence regime out of power in the name of humanity. She uses fascist like it's a magic spell. I'd like to apologize to all the people who have alcohol poisoning right now for suggesting this, uh, this, the game I did. I like the term Trump-Pence regime. Right, exactly. In the name of humanity, this has never been about free speech. The enemies of free speech are in the White House. That's right. Yesterday, Donald Trump threatened Colin Kaepernick 
Where's his free speech? That's right. Where's the outrage of all these fascists? It reveals they don't care about free speech. Ann Coulter says she wants liberals like these people here thrown in Guantanamo. They don't care about free speech. That is a cover for fascism. And this university has been complicit. And in the name of humanity, students, faculty, people across this country need to rise up. And it's not. By the way, something. <laughs> has she been going on uninterrupted for how long now? I don't know. Several it's minutes. Like, uh, it's like uh, certainly a solid two minutes. Yeah. Because he probably thought she's going to run out because she's so wound up. He probably thought oh, she's going to run out of steam and then he could get back to what he was saying. Yeah. Yeah. She's at about the two Two minute mark. That's a long time to go at that pace and volume. Oh, dude, she's just getting started. Not just about the disruption on campus. That is real. It's the doxing of students, trans students. It's the hate and terror being inflicted on the professors. That is real. But this All right, is a now tiny I'm just I'm scanning ahead where terror, you can the horror see what's happening in the YouTube video. And being Three and a half minutes Trump from now, regime, she's still going on. Shall we skip Donald ahead? Trump Probably. I'm telling the truth. There's a fashion. Okay, now we're at the nine, nine minutes and 30 second mark of the video. Uninterrupted. She's been jabbering for about seven minutes of it. Wow. Yeah, and, and you'll notice there's been little uh, development of her theme. It seems to be continuing on the uh, the one note. So why did you extend we, we deadlines over and Oh, I'm sorry. Are you going to ru- All right, here's where the reporters, having listened to this now for six, seven minutes, start to get somewhat restive. Roll out the red carpet. For this speech that contends against That's, existing yes, it's fascist. We or do you know. only do that God. when you have fascists coming who are backed by the state, where you're under threat from the state? Are you going to extend the same courtesy to a radical revolutionary, to Bob Abaker, when he comes in April? That's my question to you. Absolutely. The university's policies when it comes to holding events are, as a matter of law, completely content neutral and cannot differentiate between different speakers based on their perspectives. <laughs> Is that not the voice of bureaucracy right there? Well, uh, la, 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 that's la, probably la, la, the best way to handle her is to go with a very low that's right. Talk her down. tone, try to like bore her or that's a good point. calm her down a little. The commitment to the First Amendment is blind to the perspectives of the speakers and the attitudes or the ideology of the student organizations who host them. That's a matter of law and a matter of standing policy. Now, I'm sure that answer satisfied her. So why did you extend deadlines over and over again for fascists? Why have you just extended deadlines for You will have another chance. Can we ask a question? I'm telling the truth. I'm telling the truth. There's a fascist regime in the White House. Two days ago, they threatened 25 million people with nuclear annihilation. Nuclear annihilation, 25 million people. And we're acting like the issue is free speech. It is not. The issue is not free speech. The issue is fascism in America being normalized and there's collaboration. Okay, so the reporters now are rebuffed and told, no, you can't ask questions because I'm telling the truth. So what happens finally is Undersecretary of Assistant Dean uh, Chancellor uh, Dan Mogilov says, all right, F this. And he gets up and he wanders into the hall, followed by all the reporters. Um, oh, wait a second. I'm sorry. First, she brings up an exhibit. Here's a, she brings up a gal to prove the fascism charge. I'd like to speak about the police repression of the protest, Sarah. Would you come up here, Sarah Rourke? My name is Sansara Taylor. Once again, I was one of the lead organizers of the peaceful, nonviolent protest of 1,500 people against the fascist white supremacist speech of Ben Shapiro. And on that day, the Berkeley police right. used, brought up an unprecedented 
repealed the ban on pepper spray. They militarized the campus. They arrested this woman and they put out her mugshot. You're responsible. You're responsible. You put out her mugshot in her name. All right, so she trots out this other woman who stands there mute as Exhibit A. You heard uh, Mogulov in the background say, all right, listen, we'll come back when you're done. (laughs) Because you can't. Stop somebody who's completely called a press conference to a halt to express their own incredibly repetitive, loud, idiotic screed. No, you can't do that. And so this woman stands there mute for a while, and then they adjourn to the hallway where the reporters begin asking questions again. And we'll have to wrap this up pretty soon, I realize, but hang on, there's a little more to it. So now we're trying to ask questions. You can still hear her yelling in the background. We brought to provide protection for our students, regardless of their perspective. Oh, she's back. She's come out into the hallway chasing the mobile press conference. That's why Berkeley is being targeted. Berkeley is being targeted. Let me guess, it's about the fascists. This is disconcerting and news, and it doesn't matter who's being targeted in assaults like this, and we are very, So very he's trying to answer questions with her shout in the background? Well, yeah, yeah. I think our she's crazy in the background. Fucking sound coming in my ear. That was a fiction. <laughs> I mean, it, it, you can't be content yeah. neutral when there is a white supremacist in the White House. Now she's back. You can't be content neutral when there is a white supremacist in the White you House. Know, and if you believe in freedom of speech, you have people from the fourth estate who have the right and responsibility. No, to he's making a good yeah, point. Yeah, he just said, yeah, it was all he was never going to. You can't Content neutral when there is a white supremacist in the White House. You can't be content neutral when there is a white supremacist in the White you House. Know, if, and if you believe in freedom of speech, these are people from the fourth estate who have the right and responsibility to, to, know to bring information. And, so and you've had your opportunity. Oh, actually, just actually, no, you called out the police on us. You had our people I didn't call, slandered. This is this chief. Oh, right you? Here. Okay, that's right. You called. I'm sorry. She called out the police on us. Wait, you had people incorrectly, <laughs> incorrectly arrested. And, and you tweeted out. I want people to know, too. The Berkeley PD last. Last Thursday, at the Berkeley PD, at the Berkeley PD, at the Finally, as he says to the reporters, he has to shout over, look, y'all have my contact information. You know where to find me. If you have any questions, let me know. I'll answer them. And he just walks away. I like Sean's idea. You just respond with, you said that already. <laughs> do, do, the, do the fascist bit again. Yeah. <laughs> the crowd loves it. Here, I got a question for you. You said that already. Is this about fascists? <laughs> somebody said, somebody grab that woman by the blank. That's pretty funny. Oh, no. Um, That's not helpful rhetoric at all. <laughs> Somebody said, all I can hear is nag, 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 fascist, nag, 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 fascist. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my Uh, God. Overly earnest grad students. Will you extend the same sort of deadlines when my speaker? Yes, we will. Absolutely. (laughs) Our our policies are content neutral. (sighs) Well, how how can they be content neutral with the white supremacist in the White House? Oh, she's going to do the fascist thing again. Here it comes. There are fascists. Standing on top of the shoulders of other fascists, <laughs> forming extra-large fascists <laughs> that threaten our very existence. Oh, boy. Yeah, right. <laughs> I could never be a politician because I would never be able to handle that without 
saying something. That Shut would up, my you life. blanking blank. <laughs> Stop the hammering <laughs> of the point of fascism. <laughs> Another text line. She's angry that a bear ate her kayak. <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> That's funny. What's coming up in your news, Marshall? Well, North Korea ramps up rhetoric against the U.S. More bluster and bluff. Disgraced Congressman Anthony Weiner whimpers and weeps as he's sentenced <laughs> for sexting a teen. Bye-bye, pervert! And you see tuitions are soaring where millions of dollars is going these days. It's going to shock you. Coming up minutes from now, Armstrong and Getty. Yeah, I've got the details on how Anthony Weiner left the courthouse. It's pretty funny. Wow, great stuff, Marsh. I'll stay tuned. Coming up on the Armstrong and Getty Show. A message from the Armstrong and Getty Show to overly earnest grad students everywhere. Number one, you don't have any idea how annoying you are. You're very annoying. Secondly, back in 1944... George Orwell pointed out that the term fascist has now become completely useless because it's used to describe everything somebody doesn't like. You're not making a point by calling somebody a fascist. Fascist said, or fascist, Orwell said, In all seriousness, I have seen the words fascist in sympathy or fascist tendency or just plain fascist applied in all seriousness to the following bodies of people. Conservatives. Socialists, communists, Trotskyists, Catholics, war resistors, supporters of the war, nationalists, and the list goes on. You're not saying anything. Let's get the news now with Marshall Phillips. North Korea's top diplomat is saying President Trump's tweet that leader Kim Jong-un won't be around much longer was a declaration of war against his country by the United States. That was a heck of a thing to say. That was a heck of a thing to say, that the guy's not going to be around much longer. I think the president was just trying to remind us of our own mortality, that it's important we use the few days we have on this earth to do good. I mean, if you run it through the Trump filter, you just kind of take it as, you know, he's just being Donald Trump. But, I mean, if anybody else said that, if George Bush had said it, if Barack Obama had said it, I thought, holy crap, holy crap. The North Korean foreign minister telling reporters this morning uh, what he called Trump's declaration of war now gives North Korea every right under the U.N. charter to take countermeasures, including, quote, the right to shoot down the United States strategic bombers even when they're not yet inside the airspace border of our country. Well, you can you can try that if you like. I don't think it's going to end well. You know, somebody has to. Well, yeah, it won't end well for anybody. No. Somebody has to make the point loud and clear to North Korea. Perhaps uh, President Xi of China can go over there and say, listen, Trump says all sorts of crap. Nobody takes most of it seriously. Having the POTUS say he won't be around much longer, that's not a joke. Like you say, mm-hmm. if any other president said it, I mean, this is this that's not probably a great idea. They also need no. to tell him, in case he doesn't already know, if you shoot down one of their planes or lob a missile, Guam or something, they're going to obliterate the whole country. You with it. They just are. Probably. Disgraced former Congressman Anthony Weiner is going to be heading to prison for 21 months for sexting with a 15-year-old girl. As his sentence was announced this morning... The former Democratic congressman from New York dropped his head into his hand and cried, saying, Oh, God, oh, God, 
then stared straight ahead. After the hearing ended and the judge actually left the bench, Wiener sat in his seat for several minutes, continuing to cry. So was he surprised that he got so long, or was he relieved that he got so little? I mean, he could have easily ended up spending more time in jail and probably should have. Nah, he had a plea bargain. He knew what was going to happen. It was agreed to be between 21 and 27 months. Well, so he wouldn't what's have the appeal. crying from the pansy? Because he's, he's going to jail. He's a sick, sick perv. He lost his family. He lost his kid. Well, that was true. He lost his That was feet, true yesterday. Future. So just hearing it in the courtroom made him start sure. crying? The finality of the moment. Absolutely. Yeah. Try to have some freaking balls, you pansy. Oh, he's got balls, and he'll yeah, show them to, to you. Know one, jackass. Don't, don't sex up children and then cry, oh, oh, my life. F you. F you. I hope you have a horrible time in prison. He should have gotten longer. This pisses me off. One that I guarantee you he's getting less time than he would have if he weren't a rich, powerful, connected person. You know that's true. Then, when he came out of there, he sat scowling in the back seat as his driver swerved along the Bowery, running red lights in full view of cop cars and pedestrians as a pedestrians tried to cross the street. Wow. So he got to walk out of the courthouse, having sexed up a child, and have his driver speed through the red lights, people diving for cover because he's a former congressman. Because he's important. Tried to do that as yeah. just an average guy who probably got sentenced to eight years for doing the same thing. Go out and just drive through the red lights and try to run people over. By the way, he's sitting in the back seat of a Ford Escape. You don't get to have a driver with a Ford Escape. You have to sit in the front seat and drive that thing. That's a good point. (laughs) That's embarrassing. It's just not right. (laughs) (laughs) The number of University of California retirees collecting six-figure pensions has increased 60% since 2012. Oh, boy, that's crazy. And you you, you kids, you're angry at the conservatives uh, that you're... uh... Your tuition's going higher. How interesting. And those retirement packages are being paid for by students' tuition. The L.A. Times reports that last year, more than 5,400 UC retirees got pensions over $100,000. That's unbelievable. The UC spokeswoman says it's impossible to say precisely how much of this year's tuition increase will go toward retirement costs, but the newspaper says it could be tens of millions of dollars. Thanks for taking my money, I don't blame anybody who's getting it. I'd take it. If I could live my life over again, I would have moved to California at age 18 and spent my time trying to get a state job. That would have been the best move you could make while the gold rush was on. But it's just, it's incredible. And it's what's most amazing is that the college kids don't get the connection. They don't understand. Right. Oh, they, they, they just hear the stuff about taxes, uh, taxing the rich and that sort of stuff. Right. Their professors aren't going to point out what organized labor, uh, organized uh, public servant <laughs> labor has done. The public sector unions, they're not going to point that out to the kids. There you go. That's a wrap. That's your news. I'm Marshall Phillips, the Armstrong and Getty Show, the voice of the West. I don't remember what we got coming up. We got some funny stuff coming up. I know that's true. Oh, it's good stuff. Something good. It's the petering petering out. out. The petering out, which is just sad, usually. So, uh, Kelly Rip, uh, Megan Kelly's new show is she tries to transform from Sean Hannity to Kelly Ripa. Megan Kelly Ripa. Megan Kelly Ripa. That's what she's trying to become. Stay tuned to the Armstrong and Getty Show.
What is going on, Sean? Do you Sean? have any idea that what was, you're doing? That was not supposed to be playing there. There, you're, you're stupid auto You're just randomly hitting buttons with your fists. That's I don't not, know. Am I supposed to take the boxing gloves off when yes, I work a keyboard? Exactly. Idiot! Here's what's supposed to play. Here we go. Now we're back on track. The rental car business is now 90% dominated by just three companies. Uh, the U.S. beer industry is 70% controlled by just two companies. And online search engines are, of course, as we all know, dominated by one major player. That's right, say it with me, Bing. That's right, Bing, the best way to Google something. <laughs> um, okay. I'd rather be ignorant than learn something on Bing. That's your stance. That's right. Uh, so Miss Turkey, just crowned Miss Turkey last week, was going to get to go compete in Miss World in China. That's she's exciting. Been, she's been stripped of her title, so luckily the first runner-up will fulfill the duties. Mm-hmm. So a couple of, a while back, they had a bunch of national celebrations. Remember the coup in Turkey about a year or so ago? I do, the attempted coup. Over the Islamist dictator? Coup-coup-coup-coup. It, it failed. Well, 250 people died in repulsing the coup, and they had a day of mourning for those 250 patriots who kept the coup from happening. Thousands of people died that day, and thousands since. But 250 on the uh, the president's side. Mm. And the Miss, <laughs> the Miss Turkey <clears throat> tweeted, I got my period on the morning of July 15th, Martyr's, Martyr's Day. I'm marking the day by bleeding as a representation of the martyr's blood. Oh, boy. <laughs> Oh, boy. Well, that's uh, creative. <laughs> it's charming. I, I get the Charming tie-in. and sexy. And, uh... Oof. So wow. they stripped her of her title. <laughs> she says somebody hacked her account. All right. That's an untoward thing to say. That really is inappropriate. Thing. And a strange thing to tweet if you hack someone's account. <laughs> <laughs> Points for creativity. It's not the obvious. Excellent point, Sean. It's like, I know what my master plan is. <laughs> I shall infiltrate the social media of a beauty pageant winner. <laughs> oh, and speaking of wacky people in sand countries, this is great. This is the headline of the day. I apologize for not getting in, getting into it till now. Saudi Arabia accidentally prints textbook showing Yoda sitting next to the king. <laughs> somebody, somebody had mocked up a picture showing Yoda perched next to the monarch as he signed the UN Charter. And they uh, accidentally printed a school textbook with that image in it. Whoops. I can't believe I don't know this. women, you do. (laughs) I can't believe I don't know this at this point in my life, but I've been so out of the NFL game for so long. What time is Monday Night Football on and what channel? (laughs) On the West Coast? Yeah. And what what channel? No, I'm flying to the East Coast to take it in. (laughs) Um, ESPN. It's on ESPN at 6. Dallas Cowboys, and uh, Jerry Jones has been pretty, you know, patriotic on this whole thing. Oh, yeah. There's a rumor, completely unsubstantiated, that if any players kneel down or sit down or whatever, he is going to do what Trump suggested to the sons of bitches. (laughs) So that's worth checking out today. Yeah. Uh, Let's hear our guest announcer. And the internet votes have finally been tabulated. Armstrong and Getty now present... Final thoughts, McBody McThoughts face? There you go. Yeah. Here's your final thought. Host Joe Getty. Oh, boy. Michelangelo, final thought? Uh, yeah, with the NFL going down the tubes, uh, we're just two years away from kids asking for bowling shoes for Christmas. Absolutely. <laughs> going to take over. Marshall Phillips, your final thought. My good friend, the world-renowned Jim DeVille, who plays the ukulele, will be visiting me today. We're going to have the big-time fun. There you go. That'll be a treat. A party on a Monday. Yep. 
Fantastic. Positive Sean, do you have a final thought for us? Yes, happy birthday to my favorite poet of all time. He has since passed, but Shel Silverstein would have been his birthday today. Just because something ain't been done don't mean it can't be did. Huh? Rest in peace, Shel Silverstein. Indeed. Drug fiend. Jack, uh, what's your final thought? You know, on some things you just realize the toothpaste is out of the tube and it's not going back again. Things are never going to be normal in the NFL ever again, I don't think. Yeah. I think it's just I think it's just over. It just is and, you know, whatever what are you going to do? E pluribus dividus. Oh boy. The final my final comment is the final results of the Twitter poll. The president's comments read the NFL, Steph Curry, etc. Way to tell him, Mr. Prez, 46% Dumb and divisive, 47%. Actually racist, 7%. Almost exactly a tie between way to go and shut up. For listeners to this program. Yes. What's a boy to do? So that's pretty interesting. We'll keep doing what we've done all these years. Telling the truth as we see it. <laughs> uh, I can't wait till I see the first polling on this, whether it uh, more people are with Trump or against him on it. It's like a lot of things. Uh, well, yeah, I will be interested to see that, too. It's like a lot of things, though. Everybody's right and everybody's wrong. And if they'd quit screaming at each other, maybe we could get somewhere. But we won't, so I give up. Armstrong and Getty wrapping up another grueling four-hour workday. So many people to thank so little time. Go to armstrongandgettyradio.com. We have that video of the press conference for you at UC Berkeley. Oh, my God, it's so good. We'll have the latest everything for you tomorrow morning. God bless America. This is a historic act uh, of uh, devastating incompetence. I will not sugarcoat this. This is a disappointing day for us. Big mistake, but not too bad. The fun level in this room is at an 11 right now, and that brought it down. The ride is over. The time for the clowns and the acrobats and the dancing bears has passed. Get away from here. Get. Get. And we apologize for our stupidity. And we really hope you forgive us for what we've done. Thank you and good night. But the show's over. What? Bye-bye. And when you have lost the moral high ground to Roger <laughs> Adele, something is horribly wrong. Armstrong and Getty, the voice of the West.